0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. On August 3rd, 2023, Tom Brady's 46th on Earth. We give him the gift of yet another post-practice Six Rings podcast. The old fart, (laughs) Tom Brady. The old man Brady. Coming to you from Media Hill, just north of the practice fields outside Gillette Stadium. You guys keep it down. Oh, we got old Andy man, Hart old, old, walking by. Old Grumpy Hart's walking yep. up to do his terrestrial radio hit. Give him hell over there, Andy. I will. It's your old pals, Nick Fitzie stevens and Mike on the beat, Cadillac. Howdy. We need a, we need a middle Nick. for know. Because he's Andy Jumbo-Hart, and I'm now Nick Fitzy-Stevens. So who? Mike, Mike. on the beat, Cadillac. Mike
1: on the beat, one positive word. Positive
0: Cadillac. Mike, sure, positive Old, cheery Catholic. On
1: the on the positive yeah, exactly. yeah, we'll, we'll find we'll it. It's, yeah, it's a it's workshop. A workshop. If
0: anyone has any suggestions, he's at my Catholic. I'm at FitzyGF. Yep, line. send him in. This is the At Six Rings pod. All right, so this is day eight of Pats Camp 2023. Uh, it is the third. It was the third padded practice. Yes. And following uh, yesterday where you were just positively gushing on the socials. Yes. Sir. yes. You uh, Nothing but good things to say. The offensive explosion heads were turned people needed ice packs and cigarettes and cold beverages after practice yesterday because some of the some of the hyperbolic praise coming out through the socials I was going to say Twitter but it's the X uh, was damn near NSFW now having had a chance I was very excited to come up here today Mike and see the action. Yeah, welcome in. It's great Thanks to be for back. Coming. It's great it's to good be stuff. back. You know, listen <laughs> i have many jobs, many hats, many names. Of course. Uh I got to go do a sponsored broadcast for Big 103 right after this so you know. But I just want you to know this is priority number 1. Of course. You me here Me sitting with my back to the Patriots (laughs) playing. Julian
1: Edelman actually down there signing some autographs.
0: Edelmania. Yeah. No way. Oh, there's Bubs. How about that? Yeah. Bubs in the house. Good to see him. Uh, This is priority one. I got to say, the first word I would choose to describe today's practice in a positive light, because I thought it was a very good practice, might be productive. Yeah. Could be uh, perfunctory, maybe, mostly mechanical or industrial. And the reason why I choose that descriptive is. It seems like with all the momentum they built yesterday that the Patriots offense especially did not want to regress today. They mm-hmm. didn't want to take any steps back. They wanted to keep the momentum that they built up yesterday and maybe at least maintain it, if not build on it. Mac Jones looks sharp as ever. DeMario Douglas still in a different Fast year. as hell. Fast AF. Yeah, like maybe we'll call you Mike Pop-Kedlick. There, yeah, we'll call, there, there, we right. go. Pop, there we Pop go. Pop-Kedlick and Fitzy Stevens yeah. here. Uh He's, tr- he's tremendous. Yeah. Got to tell you, I also love seeing my guy, Kayshawn Booty, enter the chat for a second day in a yeah. row. And these weren't easy catches that he made today, but before we get into the weeds and the deets, um, what are your overall impressions from day eight here at camp? Yeah,
1: you kind of hit it on the head as far as, like, Mac Jones said, I think the first time we spoke to him, that a lot of times it's offense up then defense up then offense up then deep and it's sort of a roller coaster one one unit wins one day one unit wins the next yesterday was clearly a win from the offense today while they I don't want to say regress because they still played well it felt like an even like you said productive it felt even on both sides the offense made plays the defense made plays there weren't many mistakes on either side it just kind of looked like a, a high functioning machine on both sides which I thought was good there wasn't uh the, the only real, I guess, down to practice, and I'm sure we'll get into it, was Jack yep. Jones getting,
0: Ooh. we don't know if Ooh. he was thrown out. We
1: don't know if he left. We don't know if he came back. He kind was getting little, spoken got z- to. Got but, zesty and testy. Yeah, right. And so, uh, no, I think today was, again, it was it was good on both sides. I think defense made some plays, offense made some plays. Uh, they competed well, even though they were in full pads. It wasn't high, high levels of competition, but uh, they both kind of had blows back and forth, which I thought was good to see from, from both sides. Not really a clear winner, but, you know, making, making both sides better.
0: Yeah, yesterday was... Clearly a dub, a major dub overall for the offense, let alone against the defense as well. A couple people did pop on defense today. Adrian Phillips picking off uh, Bailey Zappi in the back of the end zone, but then Zappi came back and threw a nice touchdown pass in the corner too. Keyshawn Butte afterwards. Jawan Bentley as well on defense, had a nice play, play. fumble. on Actually, uh, Kyle Duggar had another pick today. That's his third in training camp off of Mac Jones. I love that not only is Duggar, contract year Kyle as I like to call him right now, I love, what's up, buddy? Go, Pats. Uh, a lot of kids around here, good energy. We got very, a celebrity great, on the pod today, pleasant, and Nick Stevens. <laughs> uh, come, on, come on, I'm just the jackass on the jumbotron <laughs> <laughs> though it was kind of fun to work the sidelines. Hi. Yeah, oh, see? Uh, Can we get was... thoughts out <laughs> Ah, come on. That was nice to work the crowd of with uh, course, my pal course. Sarge before camp got started today as well. Uh, yeah, I love seeing, love, love, love. This has been one of my little working theories, Mike. That the Patriots, defense especially, parts of the offense will, but especially the defense will benefit this year from the contract year guys. Mm-hmm. And contract year Kyle, above all, looks like he is the most prepared to show up and show out this year. That's three picks in eight practices. That's pretty impressive. He is now officially the clown outside Mac Jones' window, yeah. terrorizing him uh especially over the over the middle and in the red zone right. as well. That's great to have Matt get it out now, have to workshop that, make sure he doesn't make that mistake in games, but also knowing that Duggar is upping his game a little bit more, and he's going to be lurking for big balls like that. That's huge.
1: Mac always does. He's he'll he can't kick that part of his game. Is trying to do too much and make too much of a play sometimes. Yep. Like he is. He's a, he's a technician. He reads the defense well. You see it. He's comfortable with what they want to do. He did it last year a bunch. He did it in his rookie year a little bit too. Where like. All of a sudden, he kind of shifts and like wants to make the most out of a play, and he, whether he throws it across his body or you know goes to a third read too late, instead of just throwing it away and making the safe play, sometimes he does try and do too much, and Duggar made him pay to that. Yeah,
0: and now's the time to like try to do too much and then have to pull it back Of course, well. yeah.
1: You'd rather than do it here than week one against Philly. So
0: this being my second practice down here as well, you can continue to see... The confidence building in the offense yep. last year—the questions being asked, the players running into each other, all the mistakes that they made—and yet, of course, by season's end, they were still just a couple of misplays away from making it, making it to the playoffs. There is there is a professional, clean confidence building machination to the offense now that yep. you see. Like they're they're in the right place quickly. They're in and out of the huddle quickly. Like they line up on time. Like there's no questions. It's it seems I think like you said earlier. It seems like a professional operation now, and it's crazy to think that here we sit outside the house of six Super Bowl championships that we'd have to, like, step back and be excited about a professional operation, but there's a clean to it this year that that I'm excited about. And
1: that's sort of, like, that was the the root of, you know, the tweet that you mentioned to me earlier where I sent out two days ago where it just, it looks unrecognizable from a season ago. Not necessarily, like... Mac's out here making you know backwards passes like Patrick Mahomes or making no-look no look things and guys are smoking guys down the field like it's not off like... platform is not going to be a and phrase better I use yeah on Mac very I, often. I didn't use the word better for a reason it just looks different and it looks def- different in a better way not that they're necessarily going to, again go out here and score forty five points but like you said clean calm cool collected right everyone's in the right place not a lot Some of mistakes new c words
0: because on the yes. Rings podcast previously we had established. That it would be a competent offense, and that was the big operative C word. Yep. But now, clean, cool, collected, calm—that's it's great to see the Plenty offense. Plenty of C's. Yes, all, all, all the Vitamin proper C's. C's. But, hey, 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 see hey, you nice Wednesday. Blog, baby, we'll see you August <laughs> 9th for Pats and Pints. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. I was talking with uh, our pal Chris Price from the Boston Globe. We're setting a tentative over/under on overall touches for Ramondre, given the fact that. Uh, as Mike Giardi noted the other day, Patriots are now taking what's available, a lot of checkdowns in the yep. flat, offense is going horizontal, not vertical, uh, more often than you would expect, and that's not a bad thing because Mac is just taking what is given to him. We're setting the overall touches for Ramondre at 300. Three he might, pills, he might huh? have at least 60 catches. Like, you want to talk about yeah. it? we, of course, appreciate our friends over at FanDuel and the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more. We appreciate them sponsoring the pod. I'll tell you right now, whatever the number of catches over-under is for Ramondre, I mean, he— Take the over. I, I tell you, bang, bang the over. Well, so House, farm, loan from the friend. Like, today alone, he must have had seven or eight.
1: Yeah, and I, I feel like using last year to judge him as a receiver might kind of be a poor way to do it because he had— It's a what? bad
0: barometer for everything. It well, was the ultimate— Exactly. He had, what, 68, 68, 69 catches last yeah. year, and
1: so— um, that was, again, because there was nothing to upfield. The Mac was just dump off, dump off, mm-hmm. dump off. But I do think you're right. Now that, you know, new system, new thing. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> our friend Brian Hines from Pat's Pulpit, who is a punter and One kicker connoisseur. One of my favorite followers, if you don't follow Brian, yep, make sure you follow him. At Brian I am Brian Hines. Hines He's is holding up a sign behind old Fitzy here that says, talk about Chad Ryland. Oh, don't, so don't you know worry. What? Let's I'll pivot. be talking
0: about Chad Ryland. Or as Andrew Callahan said, when Chad Ryland banged through a 45-yarder and the crowd went wild, Callahan went, "Oh, nice to hear that the Ryland family made the trip."
1: This is what happened.
0: <laughs> uh, that was probably you. It was probably you. Bang! He's tremendous. What a leg on this guy! Awesome. I know he's. Uh... Go ahead, Brian. Jump in. Well, Let's hear it. I think so. Tuesday's session he ended a little iffy. There was one that snuck in the right upright, but then he went wide left to end. So looking for how he rebounded, and today I had him nine for nine. Three in the two minute drill with under that pressure. And I think he maxed out today about 45, 50 yard range. So he's a stud. Him and Bryce Barringer, those are my guys. Bryce, Bryce, it's it's nice to finally hear someone else calling like Barringer and Rylan a my guy because. I, I can't tell you how much harassment I've faced. I've almost even had to go to HR at the radio station <laughs> to say, I want people to stop making fun of me for saying if they just shore up some of these elements on special teams, they wouldn't want another game or two last season. Yep. These little things matter. Kickoff distance for Nick Folk when Jake Bailey had the squatting incident and then we had the polarity party, that hurt them last year. Nick Folk not being able to bang through 50 yarders in inclement weather. You go out and you get the, guy, the punter and the kicker with the biggest legs in the draft. These things matter, as unsexy as they may be. Brian, good on you. Welcome to the welcome to my guy country. Welcome. Glad to be here. Hey, great to have That's, you. That's what Hines, happens, everybody. You... Brian, where can they follow you? Uh... Work over at Pat's Pulpit. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Brian Hines. Not spelled like the ketchup, H-I-N-E-S. <laughs> Chasing Hines on the roster. There you go. No relation, unfortunately. But We'll see in-stadium tomorrow. A lot of kicking. Should be some inclement weather maybe. So another big day for good test our for guys. Them. Love it. For, yeah, our guys, exactly. Brian Hines, everyone. Give him a follow. Read him at Pat's Pulpit. This see, is what he,
1: happens when you do I a mean, podcast in the middle of Media this Hill. Is it's good. good. It's, you better get a couple guests. better than going into the
0: offices and sitting over at the table like, I, you know, we're, we're, we're no, part right. of the collective at yes. this point. Yes, this is our pod, but at the same time, collectively, we are telling the story together of the 2000 2023 Patriots. I love so where, where we? somebody <laughs> wanted to have us talk about the kicker. Yeah. That's it's great. A, he Why was not? holding it up on his head. Yeah, yeah. head. <laughs> Talking talk about, about Chad Ryland. I hope you got a pick of that. That was great. I missed it. Um, all right, well, let's turn, let's turn to... so. We're very happy to see Kendrick Bourne get a little action as well today. Made a couple of nice contested catches. Uh, As we mentioned previously, Kayshawn Booty, another nice day. I saw some great tweets from uh, our pals Mark Daniels and beyond talking about these aren't easy catches that he's making either. Uh, He's taking advantage of the opportunity, that opportunity being that Taekwondo Thornton seems to continue to be made of chandelier glass Mm -hmm. and the recycled parts of J.D. Drew. He's (laughs) fragile. I mean, it's it's a problem. And uh, if Booty is taking the lessons... And learning and the yelling that he got from Bill O'Brien with a lot of colorful metaphors back at OTAs. And he's now imparting that and upping his game. He's giving himself a chance to make the roster.
1: And one of the things, the sort of critiques of Booty was, you know, on top of the injuries was sort of an attitude adjustment type thing, right? And even, you know, he had a couple down days. You're right, he got reamed up by O'Brien a few times. Mm -hmm. But had a good day yesterday and then came and talked to the media and was, you know, nice and cool and good as ever. So, like, confident in the day he had ready to keep rolling. So you're right. If they can get him rolling and get him confident, and with Taekwon, again, another day down on the conditioning field for Thornton, uh, I think Demario Douglas has already passed
0: Thornton on on the depth chart. I'm I'm pretty sure right now, like, if I had to do a way too early roster prediction, cutting it down to the 53, I think receiver-wise it goes Juju, douglas yeah uh, yeah because uh, like, born you never know right I'm not, no one else's job is parker as well as always Probably in the parker, mix but. but you never know he could get traded he, yeah I, any of these other but like juju's legit making the team and by the way nice catches um i think it was you who pointed out juju caught a nice slant today for seven uh and then took it to the back post dance the crowd went wild yep. he is the energy guy on the team he for leads sure. the charge with parker and born crowd absolutely loves him the definition of one of those, like I hate that guy on the other team. Oh but when yeah, when he plays for you, yep. you feed off that energy for sure. Um, that was that was ultimately similar to the play where Ricardo Loquette was yes. run into by Malcolm Butler in a championship game a couple years ago.
1: Yeah, who picked that off again? Oh, Malcolm Butler. That's that why. Let's, yeah, the Butler did it. Yeah, but yeah, no, that was, that same nice same play. type of yeah. you know on the goal line pick play, oh. um, good design, Juju's wide open touchdown, something that again you all know the story if you listen to the show butler read it and figured it out with film and whatnot but um just you know kind of piggybacking off the pick route that we're talking about yeah every time the patriots have gone into a special teams period uh over over training camp True. bill o'brien is taking a group of receivers and different guys bringing them on the other field and doing exactly that mesh routes pick routes Um, on the goal line, making sure that they're crisp, clean, and
0: cool. Which were nowhere to be found last year. RPOs, rub routes. Whenever they tried to do
1: a, a mesh rub route, whatever you want to call it, I call them both they were running into each other and injuring right. each other and I, that's probably the third time i mentioned it on the show but they keep doing it, but it they keep bears running it mentioning and it shows so out of character and it shows in the red zone period on 11th so right. they score touchdowns off it so it, it's good to see it's like we said a well oiled machine from the offense
0: so the offensive line which is still very patchwork yes held up enough although if we were counting sacks or pressures there probably would have been a few like more like that, that booty touchdown that. we're talking about nah, that might have been an be attack. attack but, but again
1: long. it's the what happened after that? Like, say he wasn't sacked. It's the fact that he's able to do that and make that catch and make the you know the toe tap and get open from Booty. Like, who cares if he was sacked when we're talking about Booty? He still made the catch. So, yep. good stuff. But yeah, no, t- tough from the offensive line. Still some. No, I know. Trent some work still uh,
0: in load management central. Yep. Not out there today. Uh, the offensive line, once again, you see some mafia, you're seeing Bill Murray, who's actually doing a very competent job as well, Connor McDermott at tackle, Riley Reef, David Andrews, the only stalwart or starter that had been there for a long time. The line still has some issues, but we've we've made our feelings and our concerns about that very clear. Yes. The only real negative or drawback of the day was the aforementioned Jack Jones incident. Yep. Uh, how exactly did that shake out?
1: So it was, uh, I believe it was during either one-on-ones or eleven-on-elevens. I don't remember the period. Now that I'm talking through it, I think it was 11s. And Kendrick Bourne uh, ran an out route on Jack Jones. He got open. Jones kind of tried to make a play to break it up, but they were using those gloves where you can't use your fingers, so they're right. teaching them to not just go for the interception but use their hands as weapons. I don't know. Probably shouldn't be talking about Jack Jones and weapons in the same sentence, but I digress. <laughs>
0: Freudian <laughs> slip number one for Mr. Cadillac yes. on the day. Well, well. Um, but Judges,
1: so yes. a- anyway, a pass breakup type of play from Jack Jones. And
0: remember, it is supposedly disrespectful to throw an out route on Jack Jones.
1: Yes. Yes. He said it himself. Um, Find Jack Johnson. And- as my <laughs> as Apple, Mike, watch as Mike's
0: Apple watch says, do you want to listen to Jack Johnson? Not right now. Yes.
1: Thank um, you. But so, yeah, he, he makes a play on Bourne. I couldn't tell if he made the player if Bourne caught it. But then all of a sudden he sort of threw a fit went flipping, throwing his hands up in the air, started yelling, screaming. I don't know exactly what happened and who came to him at that point. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden about 2, 3 minutes later, he's walking off the field with Bill Preppers over his shoulder, kind of trying to talk him off the ledge, cool him down, I think. Jack Jones left for probably what, 15 minutes? Yeah. And then came back out. Weirdly was,
0: enough, yeah, Preppers was, so was talking to yeah, him. Yeah, so whole I don't time, know if he got like, in his ear probably telling him that you can't get that heated, you can't get that worked up. That's a veteran presence right. coming in with a hot-headed but very talented second-year corner. And then I thought he was done. Like I thought he, he got kicked was told out. Like, right. Hit the showers, kid. Exactly. Hit the powder. Go take a powder. And instead, he comes out 15, 20 minutes later, takes a knee by the sideline, yep. gets a talking to from Matt Groh, and then is just kind of in isolation, like in timeout corner for yeah. a while. Jalen Mills it. came yep. over to him as well. Yeah. He, he was, gave was him talking ear, which is good. Maybe yeah. they thought hearing from the veterans who want to tell you, you can't, you've got to keep a lid on it. You've got to keep your cool. We're right. going to need you this season yes. while we can. We were
1: uh, talking about actually Jack Jones when I was on Gresham and Fourier last week and sort of you know, he went off. he went out after practice that day and he immediately like tweeted some sort of cryptic message and Fourier was like, Somebody's gotta get a hold of this guy and we all, all three of us mentioned Jalen Mills as a guy that can do that. Yeah. So you're right, it's good to see him kinda get in his ear and he wasn't yeah. you know he wasn't yelling at him, he was like, you know, being assertive, like mm-hmm. this is what we need, this is what we need from you. Uh, we'll see what happens, I'm sure again. Guys like Isaiah Bolden were then getting run at corner. Yep. Guys like, uh, I think Quandre Mosley even was mm-hmm. getting reps with the ones. It's a steep slope once it goes after, you know, Gonzalez, Jack, and John Jones. Yep. So uh, they're, you're right. They're going to need a guy Christian
0: like that. Gonzalez continuing to ride the rookie roller coaster, and he met with the media afterwards, making some good plays, but also getting burned a couple yeah. times as well. He gave up a couple passes. Again, like you said, steep learning curve. You know who has looked really, really sharp? Jonathan Jones. Yeah. Made a nice pass breakup in the corner of the end zone on a 50-50 ball to Devontae Parker. And Parker's got, like, a good six inches on him. Now, maybe Matt could have lofted the ball a little bit more. He could have high-pointed it for the 50-50 leap. But, like, Jonathan Jones looks like he's back in his element.
1: Yeah, I think they're probably – they're workshopping the opposite cornerback from Gonzalez right now. Like I said, they had had Bolton out there today. But it's really been a mix of John Jones, Marcus Jones, and Jack Jones. Mm -hmm. I think John Jones is clearly winning the battle there. He can – and it's good to see from a guy who was, like – an undrafted special teamer. He comes in, he pays his dues, he then moves into the slot, excels as a slot corner, then last year he has to move to the outside, and he's, he was excellent, and he, he continues to do it now. So that's, I mean, it's a good thing to see that not only uh, were you able to draft a guy like Gonzalez, but you have someone else on the opposite side to lock it down as well.
0: As Julian Edelman continues to speak to an yeah. absolute throng of media yeah. uh, at the base of Media Hill over by the practice fields, I'll ask if anything that you heard from any of the players who met with the media afterwards uh, it was Christian Gonzalez, Marte Mapu, uh, Mac Jones. Anything any of them said stand out to you today?
1: Mapu had a couple interesting ones. Just uh, he was talking about his injury. He's been in a red non-contact jersey. Uh, he tore his pec when he was training in February. Not fun. Not fun. Um, but we, he was asked if he's ready to get the uh, if he's ready to get the jersey off, and he said he feels ready. It's up to the coaches at this point. So. Um, it sounds like he'll probably be ramped up rather soon, and if they were to play a game tomorrow, he'd probably be in the game. I sure. think they're just being extra cautious with him because of you know how much they're putting on his plate already. They want him to be fully healthy once they actually have to you know Knowing feed him. No, what a set hybrid plate. weapon he might right. be on this
0: defense. He's had some run in free safety in the slot mm-hmm. uh, at linebacker as yeah. well. Load management with him is probably the path smart, best, uh, yeah, a, a path well chosen. Uh, the other
1: thing, other things that he said. Sorry to cut you off there, Please. but um. They were talking about his weight and how that he added, like, 12 pounds, I think. Really? And he he's was already uh, a pretty big guy. Well, so they listed him at 230, and so I think it was Doug Cide from now the Boston Herald asked him yep. if he is 230, and Mapu kind of hesitated. He was like, if that's what they said I am, then yeah. So I don't know if that's <laughs> sort of them just beefing him up on the roster, or maybe he's not that heavy or whatever, but uh, no, he uh, he was an interesting quote, I'd say, but I think that, again, the biggest one was just that... Uh, I think he's ready to go. I think they're just being super cautious with him. A lot of load management going on down here.
0: Mac made his uh, made his words clear yesterday with the NFL Network, doing the whole speed of the pack is the speed of the leader, dropping philosophy bombs. Obviously, he's in a good place. It seems like everyone, pretty much overall, Mike is in a very good place the defense is making plays the offense is as sharp and as crisp as we've seen it the page years. has
1: turned from a season ago the page
0: has been turned clean slate season is at yes. hand just to give you guys a lay of the land as we wrap up today's post practice six rings podcast with and cadillac friday night season ticket members in stadium practice uh, weather could be a factor so that may be of benefit to both sides including the special teamers saturday off Sunday practice back here which Mike was just informed of by the great Stacey James oh, yeah. a few minutes ago. In the middle
1: of a move <laughs> I am. I thought I had Sunday off to get all my things ready and oh I'll be down here but regardless yeah they're back on Sunday.
0: Yeah uh, and then next week we've got a couple how many more practices next week before of course the first preseason game Whoa. next Thursday July August 10th 7 p.m. against the yep, Texans. we'll have
1: Sunday, Monday, Tuesday down here off Wednesday
0: game Thursday. Excellent. Right into game week. And make sure you follow Jumbo Hart at Mike Cadillac, the Six Rings podcast, and more for post-practice podcasts, news, notes, analysis, and so much more. For Mike, for everyone here on Media Hill, for Julian Edelman down the way, <laughs> for your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens, this has been the Six Rings post-practice podcast on August 3rd, 2023. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate the support from FanDuel Sportsbook and everyone else along the way. We'll talk to you soon. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pats.